the pens and the best pens coverage. WXDX FM Pittsburgh, an iHeart Radio station. Sidney Crosby had a goal and assist last night, and he is now the Penguins' all-time playoff scoring leader, pulling ahead of Mario Lemieux. Not to be a party pooper, but, by the way, Mario has one less point in 45 less games. Just saying. So I asked Penguin fans, what does Sidney Crosby have to do to surpass Mario in your minds? Because Sid will never have the crazy stat seasons like Mario did, because the league just isn't that way now. Sid has 200-point seasons. Mario had 10. Sid's career high is 120 points. Mario had 160 points or more four times. It's different hockey, and in the context of the hockey that each played or plays, Mario has the grace, and Sid has the explosiveness. Mario has the dangle, and Sid is the best grinder ever. So the two are really very hard to compare. In regular season play, Sid is 607 points behind Mario, so Sid may well catch Mario. Lemieux is always going to be at the top in points per game, but there's a lot to be said for longevity. Lemieux had cancer and the bad back, but Crosby had the concussion thing. The only legit way Sid can surpass Mario is to win more. And by win more, I mean a lot more. Sid already has three cups to Mario's two, but that's not enough to make up the stat gap. But if Sid wins four cups, or even five, then perhaps there's a legit comparison to be made. But not yet. Sick again, brought to you by 84 Lumber. Showing you the right way to build since 1956. Oh wait, did this change? It's helping you build the right way since 1956. They're not showing. They're not demanding. They're helping 84 Lumber is. Mario never eliminated the Flyers. Sid has done it twice going on three times. That's certainly a big part of Sid's resume in my book. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Posted a couple blogs today, posted a blog at the Schultz Ford website about the failure of the ESPN morning program, Get Up. I'll talk about that in just a little bit. Posted a blog at the X website about Claude Giroux uh, showing himself to be a fraud in this playoff series. I think Giroux has been worse than awful. Not only have his hands failed him, his skills, his various, the package he uses to play hockey, he has showed no leadership. He's just disappeared. Last night, I think he quit. He's quit on any number of plays throughout this series. Uh, The fans at the Wells Fargo Center turned on the Flyers last night. What creeps. Lots of booze. They were chanting, fire, hackstall. And I'm not sure the coach is the problem. If you're a Flyer fan, by the way, if you are a Flyer fan, I can't imagine why you're listening to this program today. But if you are a Flyer fan, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. The Flyers have some decent young players. But their veteran core is all 30, or almost. Giroux, Voracek, and Simmons. 
So when the younger guys really blossom, Giroux, Voracek, and Simmons will all suck. In fact, in this series, they have already mostly sucked. So it won't get much better for the Flyers. And I'm okay with that. The Penguins veteran core is all 30 or 31 too, but they're still good and have already won three cups. I keep hearing Flyer fans saying, well, you wait two or three years. That's going to be our time. I don't think so. I'd say so if it were so, but I really don't think so. Uh, The Flyers are in a quandary now because their fans want them to hit and fight, like the old days. But the general manager, Ron Hextall, he's got the Flyers moving in a different direction. And it's the right direction. Speed and skill. That's the league now. You can't win with physicality and intimidation being your primary weapons. You just can't. But the Flyers fans are not patient, and maybe shouldn't be after 43 years, and they're like, well, this way's not working. Let's go back to the old way. Let's fight. At least that's fun to watch. It's who we are. And the Flyers don't help themselves because all their in-game entertainment on the Jumbotron, it's hits, and it's fights, and it's highlights from the 70s. They're still selling red meat to carnivores, except for down on the ice, and the carnivores are starting to notice that. It's a total mess, and it is just wonderful. Let's go to uh, Greg in East Liberty. Greg, you're on with the super genius. How you doing, Mark? Good. What up? Hey, uh, in my mind, I think if Sid brings a dynasty to Pittsburgh, if he leads them, and I think all it would take is to win the Conn Smite and win the Cup this year, I think he would draw equal to Mario in his career. I don't know. I'll tell you what, though. That third Cup in a row and that third Conn Smythe in a row, he could make a convincing case, couldn't he? Yeah. Big time. Because Mario won two Cups in a row. He won two Conn Smythe trophies in a row. But not three. Would, not three of I either. Say, I would say Mario's one regret, and I mean, I don't know the guy I'm speculating, would be that he didn't bring a dynasty here. I think that would be the one thing that he... I did. don't think Mario Lemieux has one single regret. In fact, I know he doesn't. Well, good for him. He, 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 he took a team... What do you mean, good for him? What? That's kind of condescending. He's a guy who came to a crap team and made it a team that has the same cachet as Montreal or Toronto, or Boston, or Chicago. The Penguins are regarded as highly as any original six franchise. I'm not talking about the team down on the ice. I'm talking about the franchise, period. And that's due to Mario Lemieux on and off the ice. Let's go to Doug and Beaver. Doug, you're on with Mark. Hey, Mark. uh, Hi, Doug. I think we're all moving for Columbus to win, right? But... What if, you know, would you rather have Columbus win, say, in five games, or would you rather risk it going seven games, but both teams beat each other up and keep going overtime? I think you're really overthinking. If you're asking me who I'd like to see win tonight, I'd like to see Washington win, because that way the series will go at least six games. I don't particularly care who the Penguins play in the next round. Do I think Columbus would probably be a better matchup for them? Yeah, but uh, I don't think Washington's a bad matchup either. Let's go to Greg on Route 28. Greg, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark. I think that uh, Crosby needs to win more MVPs, scoring titles to catch Mario on the ice. I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't think so either. McDavid is definitely catching up to Crosby 
and younger than him. Well, mostly Crosby knows when it's time to really, you know, produce and play. Not that Sid tanked it during the regular season, but clearly he saved another year for the playoffs. But, you can't. I, mean, I, I got a feeling that Sid's realized you can't play like Sid does, a jillion, million, billion miles per hour, eighty-two games a year, year in and year out, and then twenty-some odd playoff games year in and year out. I'm not saying Sid intentionally dials it back, but I think more so he knows exactly when to dial it up. Now, in terms of just the franchise in general, I mean, there's no way he could ever catch Mario unless they go bankrupt and he buys the team and wins Cups as an owner, right? Hey, don't rule that out. I think that probably... Well, you know what? I glanced down for two seconds, and the Chelsea-Burnley game went from one nothing Chelsea to 2-1 Chelsea. I gotta to learn to ignore the show and pay more attention to the soccer games on TV. Speaking of which, next week, Liverpool Rome, a Champions League semifinal. Good luck, listeners. What was I talking about? Oh, yeah, a Sid and Mario. I think Sid just knows now when to when to dial it up. Not that he ever dials it down, but let's face it. This series, he's here, he's there, he's everywhere. That's the adrenaline of the playoffs, maybe, although he'd never admit it. Hatred for the Flyers. And those people in Philadelphia, they just keep poking the bear. I like when they keep chanting Crosby sucks, even as he gets like his second point of the night. One thing I can assure you all of, Sidney Crosby does not suck. He's an Olympic hero. You don't talk to an Olympic hero like that. It's true. It's damn true. We got Josh Owey at the bottom of the hour. Going to keep comparing Sid and Mario, although that, you know, this is kind of talk show nonsense, but it's good talk show nonsense. 105.9 X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Come, son of Jor-El. Kneel before Zod. Oh, hi. Um... Always great to hear from the lady callers. The X at 105.9. Double M on the X. I want your reaction to my comparison of Sid and Mario. The comparison, which I think favors both because they're being compared to each other. As I've often said, I consider Mario the greatest hockey player of all time. I think Sid's in the top five. Not bad company for each. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. I want your thoughts on that. Your thoughts on last night's game in which the Flyers quit. Tanked it after they got down a couple goals. Claude Giroux, most guilty in that regard. We have to start appreciating Matt Murray. By the way, Murray was shaken up in practice today, but did not leave the ice and finish practice. Sullivan says he's okay. Murray says he's okay. So exhale and proceed. Uh, Matt Murray was excellent last night. So many playoff games are maybe not decided in the first period, but the tone is set in the first period. And Murray's been brilliant in each of the first periods of this series. Stopped 35 out of 36 shots in the first periods of this series. Played great during that flurry in the first period, that barrage right before the Kessel goal. 
Made the big stop on Konecki's breakaway coming out of the box when it was 2-0. Matt Murray's a big game, big save goalie. And you can cite the advanced stats and even stats that aren't so advanced. The basics like save percentage and goals against average. You could cite those during the regular season and say that Murray's were disappointing. And I'll agree with you, even as I watch Murray spark in the playoffs and win two Stanley Cups and have the Penguins uh, on their way perhaps to another and certainly well on their way to a first-round series win in no small part because of Matt Murray's excellent play. Uh, Washington, Columbus tonight. Toronto and Boston tonight. I'm looking forward a great deal to watching both games. Might make me a jerk, but I root for injuries. Well, you know, if so-and-so got hurt and we played them in the next round, it might be a bit easier. So, hip check his knee just like Gudos did to Couturier. Uh, Couturier says he's maybe going to play tomorrow, but I do not believe him. He's making the trip to Pittsburgh, but uh, I'm sure he'll wind up being just a spectator. Uh, The NFL schedule is going to be released tonight at 8 p.m. But some of the uh, games are leaking early. Uh, A few marquee Steelers games that have already leaked. Steelers at Tampa Bay, Week 3, Monday Night Football. Week 11, Steelers at Jacksonville, Monday Night Football. Week 15, New England at Steelers. Uh, That's a 425 game. That's to be played on December 16th. Let's talk to Moose and Plum. Moose, you're on with Mark. Hey, Mark. I'm a jerk, too, because I root for the other other series. They all go seven games and guys that get banged up. But, hey, the reason I'm calling, I, I have an observation for you, and, and I think this is kudos to Mike Sullivan and the coaching staff, but the Penguins are doing a great job of just playing hard between the whistles and staying away from extracurriculars. You watch a lot of the other series, and um, it seems like every whistle sometimes Offensive player goes to the net, shot comes in, no rebound, whistle. Defensive guy throws a cross-check, protecting his goalie, cross-check him back. I think there's still X amount of that going on in the Penguins Flyers series, but the Penguins skate away from it. And when they initiate it, like you have to sometimes, to protect your goalie, they they do the minimal and then stop and let the other team kind of stew, the Flyers. I couldn't agree more, but, but if there's no need for it to be escalated, they don't escalate it. And I think that could be even more important moving forward. Uh, the Flyers are probably the worst team in the playoffs, especially if we're going to see a John Tortorella coached Blue Jackets team in the next round. Possibly. You know what's weird? And we'll talk more about that if indeed the Penguins and Columbus do play in the next round. But ever since Sullivan took over the Penguins, the Blue Jackets aren't as dirty with the Penguins. And maybe that's the Tortorella-Sullivan friendship kind of softened and torts up in that regard. Let's go to Jason in Mount Washington. Jason, you're on with Double M. Super genius. What's going on? What up? Hey, I was uh, doing the comparison between Sid and Mario. Uh, it's like kind of picking your favorite kid, though. But don't you think that Sid's kind of at a disadvantage because of everything that Mario's done for the city and the organization? I think Sid's done a lot for the city and the organization, too. It's just in a different way. I mean, there's no comparing, you know, between Mario and his cancer foundation and saving the team, I'm just trying to keep the comparison on the ice. And I think Mario right now wins that comparison too. I I just think with Sid taking over the all-time franchise playoff scoring lead, 
that you know it's worth wondering what he has to do to to, to make gains on Mario in public perception. Agreed. Let's go to Corey in the car. Corey, you're on with Double M. What up? Taking a different angle on your comparison um, and the different eras that they played in the 91 and 92 pens versus the 2016-2017 pens of the team, which do you think is better? The 91-92 Penguins and the teams of the last two years? Yeah, the back-to-back Cups. The 91-92 teams. The 91-92 teams were playing a league that didn't have a cap. They had a third line with guys like Yager and Mullen on it. Sure. So if you're asking me which team had more talent within the context of the era, it was the 91 and 92 team for sure. I agree. Thank you for the call. Let's go to a break because we have Josh Yoey next. Josh Yoey next. Dan Rosen from NHL.com at 5 o'clock. It really is the best hockey talk in town. You're listening to 105.9 X. X. This is Phil Kessa of the Pittsburgh Penguins. You're listening to Mark Madden, the best hockey talk on 105.9 The X. It's Double M on The X. Joining me now from TheAthletic.com. He witnessed the Penguins beat the Flyers last night 5-0 at Philly. He is Josh Yoey. Josh, is this series over? Do you see any way back for Philadelphia? Josh, you there. Okay, we would appear to have lost Josh. 412-333-9939. Boy, it was a perfect show up till now. Things were going just so terrific. And to answer the question, I just asked Josh, I don't see a way back for the Flyers. And even if they would win tomorrow night at Pittsburgh, which I highly doubt, they're not going to win three games in a row. And I don't know if they're going to win at Philadelphia against the Penguins, I don't know, maybe ever again. The Penguins have beaten the Flyers four straight times in Philadelphia this year. So if by some chance the Penguins falter at Pittsburgh tomorrow night, which I don't see, they shouldn't be worried about going back to Philly. Okay, we have Josh again. Josh, is this series over? Do you see any way back for the Flyers? Okay, now something's wrong technically with us, and... With all the technicians we have, I don't see how that's possible. Okay, we'll try to get Josh later on. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Uh, You know what? Let's jump ahead in the program and go to the Coors Light cold hard facts, which involve the Penguins and Flyers. They're brought to you by Coors Light. Enjoy $3 Coors Light drafts during all Penguins playoff games at Leo's Sports Page at the Quality Inn at New Kensington. And if you go to Leo's, which is in the Quality Inn, and you get lucky, well, just rent a room. Here are your Coors Light cold, hard facts. Matt Murray is better than all three of Philadelphia's goalies, and that's even if all three would play at the same time. Another cold, hard fact. Only two of Philadelphia's defensemen could even make the Penguins roster. Still more bad news for Philadelphia. The mismatch at center between the teams is the defining factor of this series. Here's another fact. 
Having Dave Hackstall coach against Mike Sullivan is like dropping a water balloon in retaliation to Hiroshima. And it all adds up to the coldest, hardest fact of all. Penguins in five. Just like I said before the series started. See you tomorrow night. Thanks to Coors Light for sponsoring the Coors Light Cold Hard Facts. I normally do those Friday, but another beer company's sponsoring our show tomorrow. So these beer people, you know how territorial they are. If you want to talk about Sid versus Mario, and I hate to state it that way, but what does Sid have to do to catch up to Mario Lemieux in the estimation of Penguin hockey fans? Call me now. Let me know. 412-333-WXDX. I spoke earlier about the failure so far. And it is early days, but the failure of the new SBN morning show, Get Up. Uh, It started off with bad ratings, and the ratings have gotten even worse. Uh, Get Up has lost 17% of the viewership drawn by SportsCenter in the same time slot last year. Like I keep saying, the problem with Get Up is simple. Michelle Beadle and Jalen Rose have zero charisma or likability and have not drawn ratings throughout their careers. Beadle went to NBC, totally stiffed, and came crawling back to ESPN. And like my business works so often, she fell upward. She got this show get up and huge money, $5 million bucks per year. ESPN wants a woman and a black man on that show along with Mike Greenberg, the non-threatening white man. I get that. I support that. But get the right woman and get the right black man. The worst thing is Mike and Mike, uh, Golick and Greenberg, that was a franchise radio show. And ESPN ruined that to put something together that won't work. And it's not Mike Greenberg's fault, although when the show is ultimately yanked off the air, he'll be the one blamed most and who suffers most because the show's built around him, and he is the highest paid. There was an assumption Get Up would be like a woke show, that it would lean left politically. It doesn't, but that assumption has hurt. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Uh, like, Like I keep saying about this show, Get Up, and about my business, I understand my business better than just about anybody who runs ESPN, including John Skipper, the guy who quit not too long ago. Only one thing matters in the entertainment industry. Can you get people to watch? Can you get people to listen? Anything else is meaningless. Like Michelle Beadle, you look at her career. None of the shows she's been on have been a rating smasher, drawn a lot of money. Now you can say, oh, she's good looking, and, and once upon a time, you could say, well, she knows sports, and she really does. But she's not likable. She has a kind of reverse charisma, like not heel charisma like me, but go away charisma. I'd put Jalen Rose in that group as well. And uh, it's not working. But I could have told you it wouldn't work because neither she nor Jalen Rose had a track record of it working. And part of me thinks that maybe, and this has been really discussed, part of me thinks that maybe 
ESPN viewers just want to see a nuts and bolts sports highlight show at that time of day. ESPN has become like MTV. MTV used to be all about music. Now it's music and title only. Uh, ESPN has sports in the title, but they get more and more away from highlights and and interviews to personality-driven stuff. Although I got to tell you, I thought of this last night. I was watching the NHL Network last night, and I saw probably six or seven player interviews. Every player interview was exactly the same, deadly dull and boring, and that included some Pittsburgh guys. Of course, the problem is the guys who interview hockey players on the NHL Network don't try to bring them out of their shell like, like I do when the Penguins come on this program. They just play along with the whole concept It's the team. It's 20 guys. We're all pulling the same rope. It's not a me thing. It's a team thing, yada, yada. And they might really feel that way, but, boy, it is boring AF. Let's go to Randy in Bonaire. Randy, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Randy, you're there? Yes. Go ahead. Uh, First-time caller, long-time listener. Uh, about the Sidney Crosby and uh, Mario Lemieux, I think Lemieux will always stay number one in my eyes because Crosby basically learned from Lemieux. No, he didn't. And I, well, what, I mean, he, what he learned, watching they them. played together very briefly. What he learned from Lemieux? I think he learned everything. Really? Like, for example, uh, like basically, like how he's hitting the pucks out of the air. Yeah, no, he net. didn't learn that from Mario. I, I mean, I'm not diminishing Mario, but Sidney Crosby was pretty far along when he came to Pittsburgh as the first-round pick overall. Yes. I just think Lemieux is number, better than Crosby. Well, that's a different argument, but don't act like, like you know, Mario had an integral part in the formation of City Crosby as an NHL player, if only because Mario, you know, took Sid to his home and was a teammate briefly. But Sid would have done okay just about anywhere, being yes. mentored by anybody. And I'm not minimizing Mario, but, uh, but Sid, Sid. And he would be a badass MFer in any uniform and in any city. Let's go to Mason. And uh, is this the football kid? It is Mason. All your picks, you start to lose every game. Why should we have you on anymore? I don't know. Okay, well that's fair enough. What do you want? Just wanted to make a hockey pick actually for the Stanley Cup playoffs. Um, for the Western Conference. I'm taking Nashville to... Gutsy pick. And then in the Eastern, I'm taking Pittsburgh. Wow. And I'm... Where'd you come up with that? Um, well, Nashville got... I'm pretty sure they won the President's Trophy, right? They're pretty good, yeah. Um, in Pittsburgh, second place in our division. But I think Nashville would win in seven games. So you're predicting the outcome of the Stanley Cup Final down to the game... When the first round's not even done yet. Yeah. That's gutsy, Mason. Thank you for the call. That would have been an adult. I would have eviscerated him. See what a nice guy I am? Let's go to Jacob on 79 South. Jacob, you're on with Double M. How's it going, Mark? Terrific. So uh, I was looking at the West Coast uh, between Vegas and San Jose. When was the last time uh, two teams went against each other after sweeping a series? Well, I'm sure it's happened plenty of times, but I can't recall off the top of my head. 
Yeah, I figured it had to happen before, just I, I can't remember. It definitely has happened before, but you're right. It's uncommon enough that you, you remark upon it, don't you? Yeah. Thank you for the call. All righty, up next, going to talk to Bob McLaughlin. Hopefully we'll have Josh Shelley next hour. I want to keep the Crosby-Lemieux debate going, although it it's like comparing different flavors of uh, Ben and Jerry's ice cream. They're all pretty friggin' good. 412-333-9939. And we have Dan Rosen at the top of the hour. Going to try to have Yoey. I don't know what's going on. What the hell is going on around here? Bob McLaughlin's probably responsible. We'll talk to him in a minute. 105.9. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. I'm one of a kind on the radio. Thank you for being the best damn radio host in Pittsburgh. It's a family affair. The X at 105.9. Joined now by Bob McLaughlin. Bob brought to you by 84 Lumber, helping you build the right way since 1956. Uh, Bob, uh, what's your take on the Lemieux-Crosby discussion today? Uh, I think they play so differently, and the areas they played in are so different. A comparison's tough in terms of winning the hearts and minds of Pittsburgh fans. I think each has already done that, but can Sid catch up if he wins another cup or two? That's a great way to introduce it. Um, and yeah, Mario is number one for me, uh, but Sid can catch him. Uh, for Mario, he did it first, he did it fastest, uh, he kind of set the legend. Um, Sydney is doing it right now. He is on his way and sure there's a chance that he could at some point pass Mario with enough Stanley cups and enough con smites. I agree with you from the last segment that will definitely make up the chasm in uh, points. Did the fires quit last night? Did they roll over and die? Um, once it was two, nothing once Konecki missed that breakaway when it was two, nothing, perhaps the flyers fans quit the flyers quit. Gustus Bear quit behind the net, just leaving Sid all alone. Giroux quit chasing Sid down. Uh, yeah, yeah Mark. Giroux just on that play. You're right, Gustus Bear uh, was pretty weak there too. But he wanted Giroux... nothing to do with Sid. He could have stepped right upside of him or in front of him. He wanted nothing to do. He never thought that puck was going to come back but around. Giroux lost the foot race to Crosby, and then he kind of wandered around aimlessly behind <laughs> the net, kind of like a cow in a field with that glazed over look in his eyes. That's a great description. Um, I honestly think that he was waiting for the puck to squirt out and he was going to try and take control of it and do the rush up ice. But don't you have to kind of help out in making sure that you get the puck on one of your teammate sticks or that you get what control? What you really have to do is not let Sid walk out in front unmolested exactly. while your goalie's guarding the wrong post. Right. And, oh, boy, God, Neuvirth was just looking at the wrong side. He was so sure the puck was going to come around that, and he was just bolted to the uh to the post right there. He had no idea. The puck was in the net for a good second or two before he realized it was back there. Quite uh, comical. What would you do if you were Dave Haxtell in goal? Uh, they've played all three of their goalies. Sid scored on every one, so it, it's certainly not up to judge by which goalie's done best against Sid, but uh, who would you start in goal tomorrow night? Boy, um... I have a hunch it's going to be Neuvert. I was going to say maybe Neuvert just because he gave up one. You know, you can't go to Elliott. Elliott's a sieve now. It's in, you know, much like a lot of Penguins have done to a lot of goalies no, over the gave years. up two. He gave up the Shane goal, too. Oh, that's right. That's right. Excuse me, Riley. I apologize for that. That was a hell of a goal. I can't believe he scored either. <laughs> well, you said earlier in the show that all the superstars scored last night. You were damn right. I forgot about Shane. Right. The guy who didn't score in 79 games last year. What must, you know, uh, we talked with Shane when he joined the team. 
And I didn't get into too much depth about that that streak of 79 games playing a regular shift at center in the NHL and not scoring. That must have been excruciating for him. He must be having a ball, certainly by comparison, this season. Yeah, and it's tough, Mark, because you know we, we didn't see his game as close as it was when he was in Detroit, but now that you get to see him night in and night out, you see what he brings to the team. You see that the effort is absolutely well, there. I, I see what he is. He's a real good fourth-line center. Yeah, yeah, well put. And when he gets an opportunity like he had last night, quite often, Mark, he buries it. So he's got good hands. He's got the size. He's got hockey instincts. He's perfect in that uh, position where he's at right now. And good for him. Good for him that he found a space that he's comfortable with and that he's turning it on uh, at the right time also. What do you see as Murray's role uh, in the series so far? I think he's been brilliant in each of the four first periods of this series, and really that's all he's had to be. Brilliant's a great word. Um, you know, whether it's a breakaway, whether it's lining up, you know, and gathering in the rebounds, whether it's not allowing just some, you know, some play to come right back out out front again. He has just played masterful right now. I know that there is this lingering thing, and especially the conversation continues because Fleury is doing so well out in Las Vegas. But there is no winner. I mean, there's no loser in that deal. The Penguins have a great goalie right now. Las Vegas Golden Knights have a great goalie right now. They are both playing great right now. It just so happens that the Penguins have the cheaper one, the younger one, and the one who's won the last two Stanley Cups. Well, I guess they both won the last two Stanley Cups. Um, only one of them can go for the third So in the, in this year. So we'll see how it works. But Murray's monster, monster part of the Penguins' success right now. There's a story in the trip, by the way, that uh, when Mario congratulated Sid on breaking his points record, he said, what took you so long? And that's valid, isn't it? I mean, I know he's nudging them, you know, and that's that's what they do in the locker room. They get on each other a little bit. But look how fast Mario did that. Well, there's a picture of Mario and Sid shaking hands in the locker room. I got to tell you, it, it took Sid a long time to hit puberty or whatever, but his playoff beard now is pretty impressive. It's been a few weeks, though. He started that uh, you know, a few weeks before. I think he wanted the running start. I agree with you. It's, uh, it's there now. They can't laugh at him about it anymore. Um, but, boy, he did have to ramp up, I think, towards well, the end of the season. Well, he previously looked like uh, the uh, – the day cook at El Pollo Loco, <laughs> and now with the beard having come in better, he looks like the guy who got fired from being the day cook at El Pollo Loco. Uh, what is going to happen in Game 5? I think the Flyers are too uh, downtrodden mentally to hack it up, although Matt Reed had that big swipe at uh, Broussard yesterday. I just think they're going to, Go out with a whimper and not a bang. What's your prediction? Yeah, I think they're shell-shocked right now, Mark. I think their fans are shell-shocked. Their media knows the score. You read that story or that headline earlier in the show. Look, the Flyers just aren't as good as the Penguins right now, and the Penguins are playing some extremely, extremely good hockey. Uh, They just don't have enough in the tank. They don't have enough on the ice. I say Penguins tomorrow. Hey, let's go with five. Five Five-two. Yeah, it's at the point now if they didn't score five, you'd be shocked. (laughs) Yeah, people would be pissed. That's Bob McLaughlin. He's brought to you by 84 Lumber. Up next, we're going to talk about, well, Claude the Fraud. Claude the Fraud. You have to change the pronunciation a little bit, but uh, I'm sure you have a pretty good idea who might make the list, but you'll laugh at, at you when you hear the description. And we're going to talk to Dan Rosen of NHL.com. I'm Mark Madden, 105.9.